0: Welcome to Mars Messina Presents. I am Mars Messina and today is Saturday, February 5th, 2022. The subject for episode 43 is Common Core Math, the name of the formula of math that today's children are learning in school. At first glance, Common Core Math seems overlong, overwhelming, And pointless. After all, everyone has calculators and there is also the old way of doing math that seemed to work all right. However, this way, this new way of doing math is actually a lot simpler than you might think. In short, Common Core math means that children are taught several ways to solve the same math problem. So um, put me on pause for a moment, because you're going to need a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil for a small activity that we're going to do in a couple of minutes. Be ready for it so that I can maybe teach you Common Core math, or at least you can see what it kind of looks like. By teaching kids several ways to solve math problems and giving them the different skills to do so, they're more likely to understand math in a way that's best for them, for each child. When you think about it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Every child is unique, and each has their own way of absorbing and processing information. Math has always been one of those subjects that some kids absolutely love and they take to it, while everyone else loathes it and and can't even bear being in class when the teacher is teaching math. Now, most teachers like the idea that when a math problem is presented to a child, that that child can solve it in the way that they want to. This is helpful to those students who need to find the answer in a different way Because rote is not a one-size-fits-all approach, as we all know. Most adults were taught the one rote way to do math problems and calculations when we were children, and that's why common core math looks so confusing to us. But if we take a little time to understand common core math, we might even start to appreciate math or appreciate a newer way to approach it. The development of Common Core methods um, was a result of the United States having low performance when compared to other developed countries, Um, which is sad, but it's true, and so this is why we needed it. The instructional methods utilized in the U.S. were widely varied when we were kids. And in addition, the standards and competence, competency assessments used by states were also very different from each other. And this disparity in the educational system prompted state governments and educational specialists to develop a universal set of standards to be utilized across the nation. The goal is to provide the same instructional material and assessments to all students in preparation for life after graduation. The methods of Common Core math draw from the ideas of Richard, um, I'm gonna try to say this right, Huang, I think, it's spelled H-O-U-A-N-G. Richard Hawang and William Schmidt that suggest that students should conceptualize problems and also be able to utilize concrete principles to solve them. These standards serve to provide educators with clear and con- concrete instruction methods as opposed to vague ideas. So, you know, look at 12 times 3. Now, most of us are going to imagine... 12 is the numerator, and the 3 is the denominator below 12. And actually, let me use a better example here. Um, How about 12 times 9? Yes, let's go with this. 12 times 9. 12 the numerator, 9 the denominator. So we multiply 9 times 2, right? And we get 18. So we draw the eight below the the equation, and then we carry the one. Now, a lot of people, that's where they step. They're like, carry the one. What does that even mean? Like, it's vague to them. Um, It somehow works, so I guess I'll do it, but they don't really get it. Um, That's a vague idea. It's like we're saying A to Z without saying B, C, D, E, F, G, in between. They need all of the letters for it to make sense. Okay, so the process of how to do Common Core Math is rather straightforward. The standards provide a framework for students to build off each year as they gain more um, concrete and critical thinking skills. Educators will ensure students comprehend material by asking them to explain their thought process solving a problem so there is room for creativity um, in fact yesterday I taught a class where the kids had to figure out um, a perimeter of a box but also had to draw an area and there was no one concrete answer they had to use their imaginations anyway um, There are a number of different strategies within the Common Core standards that are at the teacher's disposal to help kids find out what problem-solving methods work best for them. The teacher can give them several types of Common Core math activities. Teachers use teaching tools that give kids several methods at once. This way, they can pick and choose the ones that appeal to them naturally. So um, how did I learn common core math? Well, I kind of had to because I substitute teach and I get thrown into classes. And it was actually a fifth grader with autism who sat with me. <laughs> he, he barely speaks, but he sat and he drew on the board and he showed me different methods um, for common core math. And this kid also knew how to do our old math. So he was a- able to meet me where I was and then teach me more, which is what I was hoping to do for him. But anyway, um, I'm learning common core math. And now here is where you need your paper and writing utensil. Um, so basically speaking, I'm going to go over different, um, different examples of common core math. I'm going to use um, addition, subtraction, and multiplication. Um, and uh hopefully you know you're just hearing my voice you're not watching me right on a board um so let's try this let's try this actually mm, i should have said get three pieces of paper so put me on pause go get your three pieces of paper and then come right back and no stopping at the bathroom on the way okay So, get out your first piece of paper. We're going to work on addition. Draw a cross in the middle of the piece of paper so that you have four quadrants. Okay. Now, at the upper left quadrant, write 32 plus 48. And put 32 as the numerator and 48 as the denominator. So, you're you're stacking one on top of the other. 32 on top plus 48 below that with the little slash line for the equals. And you already know that it's 80, right? Because eight plus two is 10. We draw the zero under eight, carry the one. Four plus three is seven, plus one is eight. So we get 80, right? Easy enough. Now, <clears throat> at the little uh, quadrant next to that, meaning the upper right-hand quadrant. Again, write 32 plus 48, stack them on top of each other like you did. But instead of writing 80, here's what you're gonna do. Write a little arrow pointing to the right of 32. And you're gonna write 30 plus two and then you're gonna do the same thing to the 48. Draw an arrow to the right of 48 and stacked underneath the 30 plus two, you're gonna write 40 plus eight. And now you're gonna to add together 40 and 30, which is 70. And you're gonna to add together eight plus two, which is 10. And that equals 80. So your equation, your the answer will be 70 plus 10 equals 80. And when you first see this, you're like, why would you do that? Well, sometimes people look at 32 and 48 and they can't figure it out in their heads and it looks confusing, but they can figure out the nearest 10th. So 30 plus 40 is a lot easier to add than 32 plus 48. And then you take the extra two and then you take the extra eight and we all know that's 10. And that's how they get to the answer some people it works really well that way now here's another way of doing it so go to the lower left quadrant we're going to write it the same way 32 plus 48 32 is over the 48 and then we're going to add the eight and the two together and we're going to write 10 below that And because we know this is tenths, we're going to write plus 70 below that. Because 4 plus 3 equals 7. And that way we get 80. Some people get it that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe you will too. And then finally, in the lower right-hand quadrant, again, 32 plus 48, 32 on top of the 48. Now... Next to the 32, we're gonna write three hashtags for the three. Next to that, we're gonna draw two little dots for the two. Underneath that, draw four hashtags for the four of the 48, and then draw eight little dots, okay, for the eight. Now, we're going to draw a circle around all of the dots, connecting the two at the top with the eight at the bottom, and that gets 10, right? And then eight tens equals 80. For some people, they get it better that way. It's quite amazing that they even, like, thought this stuff up. Okay, get out your second piece of paper. We're going to do a little bit of subtraction. And put me on pause anytime you need to, okay? And then just come right back. <clears throat> okay, at the top of this piece of paper, draw, and this is going to be all in one line, not on top of each other. So it's 22 minus 8 equals, and then we're not going to put anything in the equals. Now, most of us have already figured out this is 14 because we've been doing math all of our lives. Well, some people see 22 minus 8 and they that doesn't make sense to them. Here's what we're going to do. Draw a rectangle right underneath that equation and then draw another rectangle right underneath that rectangle. So now we have two rectangles that are stacked In the middle of the top rectangle, write 22. And in the middle of the bottom uh, uh, rectangle, write 8. Now, here's what we're going to do. Draw little squares to the left of each of those rectangles and write plus 2 in them. Going back to the top rectangle, now we're going to Add the 2 to the 22, and then to the right, write equals 24. For the bottom rectangle, we're going to write the plus 2 plus to the plus 8, and then we're going to get equal 10 to the right of that. So we end up with equations of 24 and 10. 24 minus 10 equals 14. Now that is much easier to come to than 22 minus 8. Do you see how that might make sense for some people? So 22 minus 8 is the same thing as 24 minus 10, and they both equal 14. Even if you're like, what the heck? I mean, can you see how that could be so much easier, especially for a child? Okay. Finally, we're getting on to multiplication. And there's so many ways of doing this. Um, You could do repeat addition. Like, let's say you get four times six. We know that that equals 24 because we've been doing this all our lives. But what you could do is write four sixes. So you could do six plus six plus six plus six equals 24. That's one way of doing it. Or there's something called the number line. So you would draw a line, okay, and the the, uh, problem is five times two. We know that equals 10, but a lot of people don't know. So on this number line, you're gonna write zero to 10 and you're going to make what's called jumps, like little humps, little half circles over the, the line, the number line. How many jumps or skips does it take to get to 10? When we're skipping over two numbers, the answer would be five. So five times two equals 10 arrays, which we did a little bit earlier with our subtraction when we put a big circle around the dots, that's called arrays. So let's say our problem is two times three. We know that's six, but maybe somebody who's six years old doesn't know that. So what they'll do is they will write two rows, since we're doing two times three, and then they're gonna write three dots, two rows of three dots and they're gonna circle them, one, two, three, four, five, six. Now we know that means six. Or we could do it vertically. So three times two, write a row of three dots. And since we're multiplying by two, write another row of three dots all next to each other. So it looks like the six on the dice. And then they can count the little dots. So I got six. Or um, there's something called equal groups and it's just too hard to, if you saw it, it would be easy. It's just too hard to explain in words without being in front of you. So anyway, let me give you a multiplication problem. You have a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of the piece of paper. Now, In the left side, you're going to write 63 times 9. And the the old school way, the normal way, the way we know how to do it, 9 times 3 we know is 27, so we write the 7, carry the 2. 9 times 6 is 54, plus 2 is 56. So our answer is 567, and you've probably already figured it out. 63 times 9, we know, is 567. Now, a lot of kids see that and they cannot figure that out. So, on the right, here's what we're going to do. On the right side of your piece of paper, draw a box and put a little um, line in, um, in the middle of that box. Now, on the left side of the box, we're going to write 9 because that's part of our equation, 63 times 9. And at the top of the v- box, over the, the first part of the, the, the first half of the smaller box, we're going to write 60. And on the second half of the smaller box that we just drew, we're going to write 3. So instead of 63, we're writing 60 and 3. Now we're going to multiply 9 times 60. We come up with 540. And now multiply 9 times 3. We come up with 27. So 540 plus 27 equals 567. That took much longer, yes, than just doing it the old school way. But again, a lot of people don't understand carrying the 2. So, multiplying, you know, by whole number, like, um, you know, these numbers that that are basically 10s, 60 times 9 is so much easier to figure out than 63 times 9. And then we just take that extra 3 and multiply that by 9 and get 27. So, um, that's how you do common core math, boys and girls. Or... You know what, just use your calculator, you're old. And now it is time for Bedtime Stories from the Acoustic Bookshelf. And I will read to you the poem called Arithmetic by Carl Sandburg. Arithmetic is where numbers fly like pigeons in and out of your head. Arithmetic tells you how many you lose or win if you know how many you had before you lost or won. Arithmetic is seven, 11, all good children go to heaven, or five, six, bundle of sticks. Arithmetic is numbers you squeeze from your head to your hand, to your pencil, to your paper, till you get the answer. Arithmetic is where the answer is right and everything is nice, and you can look out the window and see the blue sky, or the answer is wrong, and you have to start all over and try again and see how it comes out this time. If you take a number and double it, and double it again, and then double it a few more times. The number gets bigger and bigger and goes higher and higher, and only arithmetic can tell you what the number is when you decide to quit doubling. Arithmetic is where you have to multiply, and you carry the multiplication table in your head and hope you won't lose it. If you have two animal crackers, one good and one bad, and you eat one, and a striped zebra with streaks all over him eats the other, how many animal crackers will you have if somebody offers you five, six, seven, and you say no, 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 and you say nay, 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 and you say nix, nix, nix? If you ask your mother for one fried egg for breakfast and she gives you two fried eggs and you eat both of them, who is better in arithmetic, you or your mother? That's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you learned something, practice your math, and make this weekend count. Until next time, arrivederci.